Hi everybody, it's Carol Clark and Alice Edgerton and we are here today to talk to you about a really important topic that you hear about a lot but it impacts each and every one of us every single day and that is your habits because truly your habits are what forms your life and your ability or inability to accomplish your goals. Exactly, yes. So we always hear of 21 days. So we are into January, by the way. Happy New Year, 2019, 2018 went by so fast. So of course in January, everybody is thinking of their habits. Right. And what can we do to just create those new healthier habits. That's right. And you know, we're all about providing you with practical advice, things that we apply each and every day in our life. And we've actually yeah. come up with seven different steps to changing your habits and really helping to make them stick. Right, exactly. And we already recognize that it's not easy. No, it is not easy at all. Yes. It's hard work. We're probably preaching to the choir if you're listening to this. So <laughs> we're going to go through those seven steps with you and share a little bit about how we apply it into our own lives. And for us, we really think the first step is to um, give yourself enough time. And there's a lot of debate out there about this. You hear yes. about 21 days, no, it's 30 days, no, it's 60 days, no, it's 90 days. Right. And the bottom line is it's enough until it makes it sticks for you. Yes, exactly. So the longer the better, right. for sure. Yes. Um, and it used to be they said 21 days, and truly that came way back from studies when actually people would have plastic surgery, and they would show that it took about 21 days for them to adjust to their new look right. or the change that was made in their life. So, But for habits, for many people, it can take a bit longer than that. Yes, it um, does. Yeah. So whether it's 30, 60, 90, it can be different for everybody. But right. you do want to give yourself enough time to make that habit stick. So that's number one. Yes. And Dr. Caroline Leaf, she's a neuroscientist and she's done many, many studies on it. And actually, she says it's three cycles of 21 days, which will make it 63 days for it to actually stick and make it a routine. So 21 days consistently makes it a habit, but for it to be go into your subconscious that you are actually just doing it every single day, it takes those three cycles of 21 days. All right, which actually makes sense. Yeah. So that's step number one. The second step is to choose one thing at a time. And I think what we find is if you can conquer one thing, it actually makes it easier to yes. accomplish other things. And oftentimes, if you focus on one, other ones will start to take place right. and um, get that momentum. Affected. Yeah, so one will give you some momentum, but just start with one habit. And mm -hmm. you don't want to overwhelm yourself and exactly. then end up getting dis you know, disappointed. Right. And we all can do that self-talk and beat yourself up. Exactly. So that's the second step. So the one advice that we give you is to get out a piece of paper and write down what is the one thing that really needs the most discipline in your life. Whether it may be, you know, quit hitting the snooze alarm every every five minutes that goes off and yeah. just do like what Mel Robbins suggests, the five, four, three, two, one, the five second rule is just get up when that alarm goes off. Or maybe if it's because your water intake, you don't do enough of that. So there are so many things, but if we start thinking about all of them, it gets overwhelming and we stop before we start, right? Yes. So that's, that's so why true. Carol and I suggest, you know, let's focus on that one thing. 
Right. And oftentimes, I find if you focus on something that's health-related, you start to feel so much better yeah. personally that it allows you to then apply Definitely. that into some of your other aspects of your life, whether it's business, your job, something related to organization, that sort of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So the third thing is really to understand how habits are formed. And a lot of times, once you understand that, it can arm you with the knowledge that you need in order to make the changes that you need to make. And someone who's referenced oftentimes is Charles Duhigg. He wrote the book, uh, The Power of Habit. He's a um, Pulitzer Prize award-winning journalist. And he really has come up with something that's been shown over the years to be very tried and true, and it's a loop. Yeah. This loop that causes us to create our habits. And that loop is actually concerns um, three different aspects. Yeah. The first thing is a cue. Then after that is the routine that's formed that relates to that cue. And then how it is that you reward yourself after the cue. So for example, if you are a smoker and every time you get stressed, stress is a cue for you. So your cue is stress. Your routine is, let's have a cigarette. Your reward is that stress is relieved. Mm -hmm. And so what people have to do is to replace something else when they have that cue, because it's not like stress is gonna go away. Right. But how you respond to it, your routine is what you need to focus on, yeah. and then look at what the reward is. And exactly. for, depending on what it is, you may need to change the reward as well. Yes. Um, but that's that loop that you need to remember. and loops form in our brains yes in the uh, basal ganglia and the loop that's in there actually is never really forgotten and that's why we see old habits creep up right so we do have to be careful about that but understanding that loop is really critical because you're going to have to focus on what are my habits how are they formed and then what do i need that's going to help you um know how to, what you need to address. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Just like Carol and I, we went to see Rachel Hollis in her documentary last week, which is fabulous if you didn't get to see it. She, yeah. she has that a couple times a year, but she also addressed that cue action and reward. So I thought her example was really interesting because she used Starbucks and right. she thinks about coffee in the morning. Yep. Rachel has to have her coffee in the morning. So that's her cue. And her action is driving to Starbucks and her reward is that coffee that she gets. So it is whatever is triggering in you to mm -hmm. go do that action and then it gives you a sense of reward. So yes, it's that triggers that we set up in and different things in our heads. Right. So that was the third step is understanding that. And the fourth one really is to examine what are your current cues, actions, or routines, and then your rewards so that you can take a look at those and then figure out what it is that you need to replace. So as an example, I um, people know I struggle with Diet Coke. I do. I'm on a roll right now about not having Diet Coke because it's one of my goals. But I have to really think about what cues me. I mean, there's so many things that cue me to Diet Coke. Yeah. I, I can. The list is endless for me. I have so many things that could just be getting up in the morning when I have a sore throat. For some reason, I've convinced myself Diet Coke um, will relieve my sore throat. When I drive to get gas, I think I need to go inside and get one. I have so many cues. So I've really had to think through what are those cues yes. and then how am I going to change that routine and then still get that reward of that bubbly, ah, 
that I get. Right. You know, and it's it's been it's hard. Yes. Um, it so is I've hard. really had to work through yeah. that. I have to do some self talk, but I had to think about it ahead of time and think, what am I gonna do when I get to the gas station? Right. How am I gonna avoid walking in? to pick up that Diet Coke. What am I gonna have readily available exactly. as a replacement? So yeah. I've had to really focus on that and yes. um, really examine that. So the fourth yes. one is really examine your cues, <clears throat> mm -hmm. your routines and your rewards and what is it that you're gonna have to change. Exactly, mm -hmm. yeah, I love that, yes. Right. <laughs> and the fifth one is kind of what I just said. Sometimes you have to mentally rehearse in your right. mind. You know, there have been studies that show you can actually build a muscle just by thinking about building that muscle gaining a skill just by thinking about it. That's why athletes envision themselves right. in different states. And so um, the next step is really to mentally rehearse. I had to mentally rehearse, what am I gonna do when I get into that situation? Mm -hmm. Or if it's somebody who stresses you out, what are you gonna do when you get to that right. meeting at work and that somebody may press your buttons? You know, so you right. have to think that through and have a response in your head mm -hmm. um, and mentally rehearse that ahead of time. All right. It's those triggers that we set up for ourselves. I know a lot for me really is um, I struggled with really some sugar addiction and you know, how do you get past that? It's just craving that sugar all the time. And after you eat, always looking for that like sugar treat or whatever. So right. I had to mentally instill every day because as women, we go through our fluctuation right. of hormones. And um, for me, if I get stressed too, I want sugar. So it's not that I like emotionally eat, but I just like want that sugar sugar and however I can get it. So I have to mentally think about when that happens, for one, maybe I haven't had enough water that day also and that's triggering that sugar craving for me. Two is after I eat, if I'm not satisfied, what can I turn to that will distract me from that? So either I need to get myself busy and doing something else that will trigger a better habit, like going out for a walk. Or maybe I'll take my dog and like, you know, just sort of bypass that trigger and focus on something else. Right, that's great advice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the next thing, step number six, is to start and don't give up as soon as you have that first misstep. It's yes. going to happen. It's going to happen. I, mean, I like to say we're all perfect and it's not going to happen, but it is going to happen. And so rather than, you know, it's Friday and saying, I'm just going to wait till Monday, you know, right. you know, you need to start with the very next meal, the very next situation, whatever it is that you're working on, the very next time it's there and it occurs, right? you need to address it right then and get right back um, moving on the right direction. Exactly. So, mm -hmm. you know, we have a group of ladies now that we are taking through a, a just a weight loss program, but it's really not a weight loss program. It's more of a healthy habit lifestyle. Right. And a lot of our women are working moms because in today's world, in today's society, they, it takes two working people in the household, right? So that job may take you on the road, you're going from hotel to hotel, and your excuse is, well, I can't really eat healthy when I'm on the road. Well, that's an excuse. So if you want to change something, then you will. If you don't, you're going to think of an excuse. Right. So don't stop before you start. Mm -hmm. So just think about your choices if you are out and about, 
And if it's a, a day, like Carol says, lets you fall off the wagon, it's okay. It doesn't mean that life's over. You just get back up and you start again. Right. That's exactly right. And the seventh step is, as you move through all this and you start to get that under your belt, you know, celebrate you. Celebrate what it is that you've accomplished. Even if it's you just made it through day one. You made it through day one. Yeah. And that's amazing. Yes. And you need to celebrate that. Of course, not with whatever it is you're trying to perhaps stop or that sort of thing. But you need to find a way to celebrate and recognize that and celebrate you. Exactly. That's another reason why it's helpful to have a supportive community. Because yes. you can share something and we can celebrate and help you celebrate you. Yes. So just quickly in review the seven steps to changing your habit. First is giving yourself enough time to make that habit change and stick. Choosing one thing at a time so that you don't get overwhelmed. Understanding how we create our habits, that whole loop, that whole cue, routine or action, and then how you reward yourself. And then um, examining what your current cues are, what you wanna change, and what you're gonna replace those uh, actions with. And then fifth is mentally rehearsing it a bit in your mind, a little bit of self-talk about what you're gonna do when those situ situations arise. And then starting, yes. don't stop if you mess up, is number six and number seven. Celebrate your wins. That's right, yep. find a good pal and celebrate right. together. Yes, journal it guys. So at the beginning of your day, write down what your goal is for that day, okay? And then at night, come back and journal your wins for the day, no matter how small you think that is, is to write it down. That's right. And we have an amazing community for you guys to come into that's fulfilled after 550 on Facebook. Come over there and you're gonna find a whole amazing community of women in there. Right, I just, it warms my heart every single day. Yep. I'm not getting yes. there. So join that. If you haven't joined our membership site yet, just go to fulfilledafter550.com. All the information is there about that and our retreats. Yep. Uh, we're here to fill you up and we're help you. station. Yep, change your habits for good. Yes. All right. Have a good day and subscribe and hit this podcast so you get it every week in your inbox waiting for you. That's right. Everybody take care. Have a good day. Bye.